Welcome to another inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will empower and inspire you. We're going to begin reading in Proverbs chapter 5 and in verse 7. Amazing instructions talking about our struggle with, I guess, sexual opportunities. And it says in Proverbs 5 verse 7, So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and will lose, and will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish when disease consumes your body. You will say, How I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink of utter ruin and now I must face public disgrace. Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets having sex with just anyone? You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman or fondle the breasts of a promiscuous woman? For the Lord sees clearly. There's got a lot of graphic content, right? Um, For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. Here's kind of like his summary. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. We're talking this morning about porn, and we're saying that porn kills love. And in verse 22, I think we've got the most awesome summary of the dangers of pornography and what it does to people when it says in verse 22 that an evil man is held captive by his sins. He is, he, he, his sins become ropes that catch and they hold him. And we've got to get real clear uh, as we're starting off this topic that pornography is a trap and a snare that is harming so many people in our world today. It's really important that we get out front and say that no person is born saying, I want my life goal to be that I will become a consumer of pornography. I want to objectify women. I want my sexual understanding to be completely distorted. Nobody here in this message woke up at any moment in their life and said, let's get ourselves addicted to rubbish, right? But we live in a world where we are under the daily assault of a $100 billion plus industry that is attached to a highly addictive product, so highly addictive that it becomes a destructive force, is a drug in our society that is eating away at the most important thing 
that any person can ever know in their life. And the most important thing that you can know in your life is real and genuine love. We serve a God who is love. And if pornography has an ultimate price tag, it is that porn kills love. Love is intimate. It's personal. Love is motivating. You know, every song is like, I would die for you, you know? Bruno Mars sings it. Every girl loves it because we're all like, I would, you know, climb the heights. I would, you know, you're perfect just the way you are. And, you know, whatever it is, we just, we just motivated by love. Love is not only motivational. Love is nurturing. Love is given, sown, and it is received. Love is real. And love is God. It's the only word God's ever said. No, no amens in this sermon. It's awesome. Um, you know, God, God has only ever been willing to categorize himself by one description. He said, I'm love. You can call me love. But porn is not God. Porn is lonely. It is emptying. It is dulling. Love is intimate, personal, motivating, but porn does exactly the opposite. It leaves you alone, empty, and dull. It objectifies and it isolates. Porn is fake. Porn is lust, and lust is not love. Now, when we're going to define porn, because we kind of have to do that to dive into this topic, uh, if anything heightens our sexual stimulus, then it's some variant of porn, you know? It's kind of getting hard to describe porn because it is so prolific that you can kind of take what we might have called porn, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and just call it television, you know, or, or, or call it a music video, or, or, or call it a magazine article. But let's just get it clear. If it makes you racy, it's porn. It's some variant of porn. And the great danger of porn in our modern Western world is its accessibility. It's the greatest challenge of the last 10 to 15 years of human society is that with the advent of the internet, porn is free, it's racy, it spikes dopamine in the brain, and it is literally everywhere. Porn has a, a developed marketing plan aimed at children between the ages of 8 and 12. They'll give you all the porn that you want at the early ages of your life, knowing that if we can grab you in a tender, formative age where your brain is still forming, then by the time you are a mature adult, we will have you, it's like McDonald's, but not quite so benevolent or, you know, neutral. Pornography involves slavery the subjectification and the objectification of women. And let's get it clear, porn is evil. Uh, porn is no longer for us a side conversation. We might have dealt with this in a men's retreat 20 years ago, but it is now center stage every day, everywhere. And pornography is not just affecting men, it is affecting women and it will diminish. Pornography will statistically proven diminish every measurable quality of our life and relationships. Pornography will not enlighten, it will not instruct, it will not give pleasure. It is addictive, distortive, manipulative, and destructive. And we've got it all in a summary. If we take nothing else home, porn kills love. Most importantly of all, for us in these auditoriums today, let us get it real clear. You can live a porn-free life. 
And even though in our world today, that might be a challenge for many people hearing this message and you might not get there overnight. Let's be clear. Our lives without porn will be significantly better in every measurable way. You will have a better life if you can get porn out of it. You'll have increased levels of joy, satisfaction, pleasure, optimism. You'll engage with life and be generally more happy about the life you're living if you can get porn out of it. And most importantly, your life will be more honoring of God. Amen. So let's just talk about it this morning. And I want to move real quick because basically this is a topic you just want to do one Sunday on and then move on, right? So... um, so I'm going to move through it as quick as we can, you know, for our own personal like relief. And so I've got eight points, nine, sorry, that I want to talk to you about the effects of porn. Um, and so I put it up here so we can move through it as quick as we can today and just, you know, go home and go, I'm glad that series is over. I'm coming back to hear about prayer. That's far more encouraging. Um, so let's talk about it. And I thought in, in stacking these points, I, I, I better start straight at the motivational impact. So if we're gonna talk about the negative impacts of porn, the first one, and this might get your attention, is that it diminishes sexual enjoyment. Perhaps the greatest lie that people might be thinking is that if you can engage in porn, you'll have better sex. (laughs) Wrong. And this is not John Cameron. And by the way, it definitely is the Bible. The Bible gives you the greatest advice this morning when it says, hey, if you want a great life, that's what this is, a handbook for a great life. It says, man, your wife should be a fountain of blessing. Rejoice in her. Let her breasts be the one you want to fondle. Keep your focus on the wife that God has given you. Or let's reverse it. It's, you know, for the husband. But it's saying, man, if you want a great sexual life, then this is the way to get it. And For us to be just aware of, there is overwhelming data starting to come in, not just Christian data, secular data, to prove statistically that people who engage in the use of pornography get less enjoyment out of sex. And it's really important that God has got a plan for every single one of us that we would enjoy sex. The Bible is not implicit, it's explicitly clear. We got two word breasts in one passage this morning. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And it is important for us to realize that great sex with a real person is hindered when images are present that interfere with the real intimacy that is available. Um, if you're out there today struggling with porn and, you know, hearing this message and thinking, Should, do I need to change? Well, here's my challenge for you, bro. Uh, you know, I've been married for 20 years, you know, and during that time, the focus of my sexual desire has been my wife. And I just want you to know, buddy, that I'm having on paper and I believe in reality better sex than you are. So you want to get motivated to fix this problem. If, you want, if you're single and you want to have great sex one day, then just realize that looking at what you're looking at right now is literally destroying your promises of getting to your marriage bed and going, that was amazing. So if you want a great life, then make a decision today to go porn free and be sexually happy. Anybody saying an amen out there? Number two, let's get it clear. Uh, 
Porn destroys attraction. The second great danger of porn is that it destroys attraction. In 18, on the 18th of April this year, Time Magazine brought out an article uh, entitled Porn Society, documenting this first generation that's emerging on earth right now, and it is the first to have unlimited access to online porn. And the great discovery is that people today are struggling to have real sex. The virtual experience of, is so available, so powerful, so larger than life that we have got a generation, especially of young men, who do not find the real thing stimulating. And let's just be clear that porn has no soul. It's fake. It is not helpful for us in our lives. The third thing to get clear is that porn distorts sexual reality. Um, when people have sex, uh, when people having sex uh, ha, uh, when porn is present have a distorted expectation of what the experience is going to look like. And let's just be, get it real clear for anybody young, especially young, that's hearing this message today and just be clear that porn is not a sex tutor. It is a sex destroyer. You are not going to become a Romeo or the female equivalent. You're not going to be awesome in the sack because you look at pornography. It is going to literally damage your ability to be the person that you'd love to be in the committed, loving bond of a marriage. We've got, we've got a problem where we're damaging the entire paradigm of a uh, young generation. We've got Tinder, one night stand, sexual experimentation. And I want you to just know today that the Bible is not outdated. The Christian pathway of complete abstinence of sex until marriage and avoiding all forms of pornography is now statistically proven by secular and Christian people to say, if you follow that pathway, you'll have the best sex. In fact, when they look at people who are happy in life, the largest number of people who tick in a box, I'm happy, I like my life, is married people, 80%. They dwarf every other portion of society in saying my life is good and satisfying. Number four, it corrodes our moral judgment. I actually believe that this is the center of the struggle of pornography, is that when people engage in porn, and let's just be clear, it's everywhere, guys. It's everywhere. And we're not here to label blame. That's not what this message is all about. But I believe this is what the devil is really up to because what has been proven now is that people who are involved in pornography have one major change that happens in the way they live their lives and that is they become increasingly permissive towards moral uh, compromise in areas. They're more likely to vote uh, liberally on moral issues, more likely to think that a wider spectrum of things is okay. And we see a massive liberalization of our society that can be directly linked to the changes that come to a person's life when porn is present. Number five, uh, it morphs brainwave patterns and especially of young people. Um, this is not encouraging, but it's going to get good hopefully by the end. Okay? Uh, number five, uh, this is good. Uh, one thing we need to know is that most children will see pornography between, for the first time between the ages of 11 and 13. And that means for every parent here in this talk today that we need to start having good conversations with our kids at an early age. 
I think there are four things that every parent needs to tell their kid about seeing porn. Number one, if you are presented with pornography on a screen, on a phone in the school playground, if you see it, number one, the fact that you saw it is not your fault. Number two, you need to shut the lid, lock the screen, turn around and walk away. If you're with kids, advert your eyes, resist peer pressure. And then fourthly, tell mum and dad, you will not be in trouble, you will be trusted and rewarded. But the great danger of porn is that it distorts the brainwave patterns. Sai's been talking about this already in his series about dopamine levels and how it's just like, it's like the, the, the drug people have one time that addicts them forever. Porn is that thing that when you see it, it spikes enjoyment levels to a ridiculous high and your brain, dopamine in your brain has no attachment to your moral compass. So when you see something that triggers you sexually, there's no part of your brain that remembers that and says taboo. There is a fight, of course, because you've got the Spirit of God in you and you've got a moral conscience, but the overwhelming thing is just your body is saying, man, this is a pathway to pleasure. This is a pathway to pleasure. And your brain establishes pathways and the younger and the more enforced that pathway becomes. And how amazing is it that as a Christian, we get the opportunity to steer our lives down a new pathway. And Cy talked about that and did that little video recording. And if you weren't here, you can get his message at recordings, uh, email recordings at arisechurch.com. Number six, the sixth thing we've got to get clear is that um, porn use increases depression and loneliness. Um, you know, we've we got to get it real clear about the world in which we live that we see people more lonely and more depressed than ever before in human history. In fact, young adults in the last four years, uh, prior to uh, four years ago, so 2011, because we're talking 11 to 15, anxiety levels amongst teenagers and young adults have been static for about 10 or 20 years. But in the last four years, the number of anxious young adults has doubled, doubled. And uh, sociologists attribute it directly to the comparisons of social media and pornography. These two forces alone are leading people in our community to be more lonely, depressed, anxious, and therefore to make really bad decisions about their future. Porn stunts our need for others. That's the great trap. You can get such a high alone that you feel no need to engage with real people. They call it self-pleasuring or self-soothing. Uh, and porn will leave you at the end of whatever experience feeling isolated, alone, shameful, therefore depressed, anxious, and heading down negative pathways. Number seven, uh, this is really important, is that porn lowers brain activity. Um, because it is such an amazing stimulant for the mind, the great danger of porn is that the more present it is in your mind, the less likely you are to dream, to scheme, to plan, to engage. You know, a guy needs that want of physical intimacy with his wife to get him motivated to plan date night, to think about doing romantic things that will give him rewards at the end. It's, it spurns creativity. It, 
It, it fosters ideas and innovation. Not only that, but when porn is, is not in your mind, then when you've got that time to reflect, you're gonna go, I, I wanna change the world. I wanna eradicate poverty. I wanna paint a painting. I wanna, I wanna do this or do that. But when the drug of pornography starts to fill a person's mind, then because it is so like hyper satisfying, it stops the brain from engaging in any other forms of creativity, innovation, or passion. So the great danger is you will never achieve the life God has for you. If, if porn is present in a person's life, statistically proven, they'll have less ideas, less ambition. They will less, are less likely to aim high, more likely to stay in menial jobs, and less likely to achieve their dreams. Amazing, isn't it? And then the, number eight, it lowers risk-taking. When when uh, th these 11 to 13-year-old kids who are the, the extreme target of pornography, they are at an age in their life where the passion and desire to take risks is at an all-time high. They wanna climb the steep hill. They wanna sleep in the wild. You know, they wanna, they wanna do the risky thing and jump off the top of the playground. They're stimulated for risk-taking. And this is a natural desire. And as they mature, it's the risk of asking out a girl, the risk of revealing their feelings, the risk of playing in higher levels of competitive sport, starting a company, pursuing their dreams. But pornography, when its impact is in a person's life, it just, we just find that people start to take less risks. And that is a massive danger for all of us. And then number nine, uh, it increases all aspects of the sex trade. And this, I guess, has just got to be our final landing point, doesn't it? 30 years ago, to think that the work done by William Wilberforce and William Booth, who started the Salvation Army, and so many other campaigners to eradicate slavery, to think that there was a period of human history so large and so expansive where it was unheard of that people were slaves. Yet now we know that more people are in slavery today than at any other time in modern Western history. And they're in slaves simply because of the drug of pornography and the ensuing industries that come from it. We have got to say, we've got a massive problem, okay? So if we've got this massive problem and we can see it so clearly, and I want to paint it for you, not to wallow in it, but just so that we know what we're up against, then we've got to ask, what do we do about it? Let's flip our board and just breathe a sigh of relief and start talking about some more positive stuff, okay? Firstly, if we're struggling with porn, the first thing that we've got to get so clear for anybody out there, and there will be a lot, I guess, today, we just got to get it clear, God loves you. God loves you. It's so important that everybody knows that God is not looking at our struggle. He's not looking at our sin. He's looking at Jesus. He's looking at you. He cares about us and He wants to welcome us into His arms. This is what the devil does. He entices us to sin. He puts the sin in front of us, lures us to do it. Then we do it. Then He switches it and says, you're so awful, wicked, 
horrible, God doesn't care about you, you should never get near him again because you're such a wicked and vile creature. But that's not how God works. God says, I love you just the way you are. You can come close to me just like you are. And when you get close to me, I'm gonna help you through the acceptance love and closeness that you experience with God to diminish the appetite for bad love. What did Sai say? He said, bad bread is better than no bread. But when I came to Jesus, I got good bread and I didn't need the bad. Man, if you're struggling with pornography, it doesn't matter how often or how frequent you look at pornography right now, I wanna encourage you that the moment you can get into the presence of God, you will be blown away that He won't be saying, get away from me, you vile person. You'll find the God who is willing like any natural father would. If my kids blew it, if they were prodigals, if they ran away from me, I would be the dad on the street welcoming them home. And we've got a heavenly father who's much better than any natural dad. And he loves you. He cares about you. He's proud of you. Even in the middle of the worst struggle. The second thing, that I think we just got to get clear if we're going to deal with this thing, man, is that um, you, you won't deal with this problem alone. You won't deal with this problem alone. It's really, really important that every Christian understands that just because you sit in an auditorium like this one and you make a decision today, that decision is great. But the best decision you can make in this auditorium today is not to decide probably for the 34th time, I'm never going to look at pornography again. That decision will not help you. This decision will. I'm gonna put myself into relationship with other people who can help me to fix this problem. That's why in every Arise campus, we've got special life groups that campus pastors are gonna talk to you about where you can get in a life group if you need the support of others in order to navigate this journey. If, if, if the problem is big. Now, if the problem is small, Lynn, let me put it to you like this. You need a life group. I, I want to be abundantly clear. God wants everyone in a life group. I mean, there is no way to read the Bible other than to be convinced that if you are a Christian believer, you need to do life with others in meaningful relationship. And here's what the Bible says, and I'm going to call it the six-week challenge. Six weeks till Christmas. And for most people hearing this, you can be porn-free in your life by Christmas if you'll do this one thing. If you'll find somebody, either in a life group or in Christian leadership, in our church, approach that person and share your struggle with pornography. Now, there are extremes. And in extremes, it's going to take you longer. It might take you years to really be able to say, I have changed the pathways of my brain. But for 90% of people who have a small problem in their life, which is the majority, even people out there who think they've got a major problem, the majority of you have a minor problem. Just to be clear about it, because Christians are prone to so much guilt. We, we just self-flagellate ourselves, you know, with our own problems. But if you'll, if you'll go to somebody and you'll share with a, not with your whole life group, because that's just going to ruin the night, but if you'll get somebody <laughs> in your life group, right, who's a leader that you trust and just say to them, this is real for me and I'm struggling with it. Would you hold me accountable? 
Well, we know that all it takes is 40 days to change a habit. Six sevens are 42. In the next six weeks until Christmas, if you'll hold yourself accountable to somebody, then you will literally experience major victory over this problem. But you won't get it alone. Don't make a decision now, I'm never gonna look at porn again. Sit in this message and make a decision. I'm gonna choose somebody who doesn't gossip, Whose, whose trust I, you know, I deserve it, and I'm gonna share my problem, and together they can hold me accountable. And that one thing, James 5, 16, this is what life groups are all about. Confess your sins to another. Pray for another, and you will be healed. That's the promise of God, amen? All right, number three, we've gotta keep moving. Know that you won't change bad habits overnight. Man, it is so important that, you know, we just remember everything Sai has taught us and we just get it clear that we're gonna walk steps, you know, and he drew the spiral. And let's just keep aware that we're gonna keep working to move our bodies forward because some people's brains hearing this need to be rewired. Pornography is a powerful drug. But as Sai said on the opening statement, he said when he began the series two weeks ago, when a child stands up, takes a step and falls flat on its face. Everybody cheers and so does your Father in heaven because God is more interested in the step you took than the fall you made. Keep walking, keep stepping. God is on your side and we're on your side. There are some great resources. If you want a resource, if you've got a Kindle or access to books, then I recommend for every guy, every men's battle, every man's battle. I read that book on a regular basis just because I like it. It just refreshes things for me. Every woman's battle for all the chicks out there. Uh, we've got courses like Valiant Man, Freedom in Christ. We're starting courses across many campuses today called Fight. And that's a course especially for men. And I just wanna encourage you just to, just to realize this is gonna be a journey, but God loves you just like you are. And if you'll keep walking this journey, God is not looking for you to get to a point of destination. He's looking for you to get on the journey. If you're on the journey, God's already pleased, amen? Three things, three practical things I think we've all gotta do, guys, because this is real and it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. So three things that no matter whether this is a struggle for you or not, three things we've all got to do because the, the worst place you can ever be in in your life is to think that you're above temptation. Do you know what I mean? That's just stupid. Um, so let's just say some things that we all got to do. Number one, we've got to make some practical steps. Or, you know, I, I think it was Stephen Covey who made this famous, but uh, he who fails to plan, plans to fail. Uh, it's not going away anywhere, anytime soon, pornography. It will go away. It will get out of vogue. Have you stopped to consider that? I've got two grandfathers who died in their early 60s because of smoking. And when I tell my kids that now, they're like, why would they ever smoke? There will be a day when people will say, why do we ever have porn? It will happen. But right now, and there'll be a new way that the devil's ripping off a new generation. But we as Christian believers have got to know it will go away, but it's not going away now. So let's make some really good decisions. Here's, here's one that I want to give to all the young people in our church. You ready for it? I don't think you're ready for it. Are you ready for it? Do you want to deal with porn? Want to, want to keep yourself safe from porn? You ready to write it down? Go to bed at 10 o'clock. 
I've been a pastor now for 25 years, I think 24 years, and in all the years of pastoring that I've, I've never had a couple who've slept together, never had people who've, you know, engaged in kind of weird activity before 10 o'clock at night. So I've just realized, if I want my life to be free of sexual temptation, then go to bed by 10 o'clock. Just be a nana at the age of 13. Your life will be a whole lot better. I'm telling you. Yeah, come on, give God some praise for that. Young people are very quiet in a lot of locations. Okay, um, we've got a lot of other things we want to talk about. Uh, if your eye offends you, cut it off. Put a lock on your Netflix account. You know, get things out of your world. Have an electronics time off. Uh, work out emotional ways that, uh, ways that you can feed yourself positively emotionally when you feel low. Number two, make moral decisions. Who will you be? Who will you be? And number three, as we bring this all to a close, make a moral faith confession. I want to finish with this. Listen. I believe everybody needs to, to decide and declare over your life who you are. Can I give you a moral faith confession this morning? My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My life will glorify God. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. I have everything I need for a fulfilling and wonderful life. The Bible is my moral compass. I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a woman. I will not go along with the crowd. I will be a person of moral integrity. My entire sexual passion will be directed to my spouse or future spouse. God has given me the pathway towards the best sex life possible and with no artificial additives needed. And I believe if we can just speak great things over our lives, we can all have a porn-free life and a great life. And we can testify to a broken world that we have found the pathway to life that Proverbs leads us on and that God has got an ultimate life for every one of us. All right, we're gonna pray together then we're gonna release every campus together this morning. Come on, let's pray, shall we guys? Father, we wanna thank You this morning that we have this great opportunity of connecting with You, that You want our lives to be free from everything that would harm it, contaminate it and pull it down. And God, I pray over every person hearing this message today that You would walk this journey with us and keep us free and keep us in Your life and Your love. I pray that You would help us to be a testament testament to Your power and grace in our generation. And we declare this today in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor John Cameron. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church, check out arisechurch.com or find us on YouTube.